it's autumn on the orbital. The fruit of the brain trees along the parade are falling from the branches and landing with a sound like a sock full of cold custard being slapped with a fish slice. The children of St. Sarkokal Primary School have made lots of little autumn leaves, which they have piled in front of the big fans so they blow along the corridors. Lots of leaves, millions of them, possibly billions. They've had an industrial die cutter going 24 hours a day since last autumn, cutting leaves from old Hutton radio scripts. Floor mopping guys on the edge. For the first time in a long while, people have reported hearing him mutter under his breath as he sweeps Dietrich from the front of the shops. McThargoids are selling their seasonal spice pumpkin, spiced McStiffies, which are proving to be very popular, as they always are. You just have to be careful not to swallow the occasional space pumpkin seed that finds its way in there. They're about two inches across and they will choke you if you're not careful. Gusto has appointed himself as first aider and has been hanging about McThargoids all day, giving people the Heimlich manoeuvre whenever he thinks they may be in trouble. Um, at least I think that's the Heimlich. To add to the spirit of the season, the environmental system is on the blink again, so it's gone a bit chilly and the overhead lights have dimmed a bit. Knowing how long it'll take to be repaired, the locals have put on their big coats and have begun knitting scarves and mittens for themselves. Cecil even has a gin cosy for his favourite glass. He gave that glass a name, you know. He called it Splishy Splashy. Floor mopping guy has swept all the leaves he can manage into hangar one and piled them up. He was going to eject them all into space, but at the moment, the Momus Bog Spaniel security teams have taken time off from biting people in the arse to flinging themselves enthusiastically into the pile. They seem to take great delight in running at the pile, quacking loudly, and then launching themselves into the air. Floor mopping guy gives up. As the leaves drift slowly around the loji of the hangar, one settles on his hand. He lifts it off and can see some text from an old script on the back. He reads it, and a voice in his head says, Our makes are live. <clears throat> Good evening, I'm Wilma Fingerdoo, and I found a scary old skeleton bricked up behind the studio wall. I mean, someone must have left it there after Halloween one year, right? I mean, right? Um, yeah. I'm Mia Harkness and I'm adding leaves into my leaf collection. Oh no, that's an acorn. How did that get in there? I'm Poincare and I've made homebrew pumpkin spice megadin. It doesn't taste much like pumpkins, but it is taking the enamel off the bath. Hmm, my teeth. I'm Norma Snockers and I'm feeling all cosy with my Hutton brand hot water bottle, a lovely cup of tea and a chocolate biscuit. <laughs> Grey sees red and air turns blue after space penguins floff flight. counting on huge capital investment projects to boost Thargoid's success. 
It's hot and it's messy and it's way over the 100,000 mark. Solar Storm Babay to wreak havoc in the North British quarter of Hutton. Apology officers report from Thargoid Space. And I bring you up to date with the fizzings and goings on in our little bubble of space. First this evening, we've had a long-range transmission from Commander Little Grey, who appears to have got himself into a bit of a predicament. Grey, known for his talents and plugging the right things into the other right things for Hutton when outside broadcasts are needed, ensuring that our signals are audible and sometimes even visible throughout the Milky Way, is also known as a bit of a tinkerer experimenter and theoretician of the most random ideas. From the Hutton box of buttons, or H-Bob, though it has had other names after a collaboration with Volcarius, and a strange experiment that involved using giraffes as mobile catapult platforms by giving them bucket helmets and rubber exoskeleton neck braces, he's been out and about investigating the phenomenon of space penguins only to find only to be found in close orbit of water worlds there are a number of types of penguin that have taken umbrage at the reg- regular label of flightless birds and being more than a little fed up of standing in huddles on ice floors skip the developing opposable thumbs the ability to fly or other key parts of evolution that one would normally associate with being a spacefaring species and instead jump straight into a space race. Fitted with delightful little jetpacks and their own version of the Remlock survival suit and hemlock, hemlock, helmets, they can be found whizzing through the icy rings of a number of systems, hopping from rock to rock. Yes, they are rock hopper penguins. But these are space rockhopper penguins. Grey working closely with Commander Dogsbreath and Galactic Australian Ice World Expedition had taken his ship to one such ice ring and using a specially adapted cargo limpet invited a number of the space penguins aboard. One key element Sorry, I've uh... I hit the wrong key there. One key element he wanted to investigate was whether when subjected to zero G, penguins attempted to use their wings, as they do in water, to fly. Or they just keep with the streamlined look and blast about the place in their little jetpacks. Whilst the transmissions from Grey wasn't the outcome of his detailed research, its arrival did herald the sending of a Hutton rescue ship. It turns out that in an attempt to be an ethical amateur biologist, Grey had himself, instead of using a cargo bay for his penguin buddies, had dropped them into a VIP cabin on board his ship to ensure their comfort so he could study them in peace. 
What he hadn't counted on was the Penguin passengers having a bit of an issue with windows. For millennia they've been in the open wastes of frozen regions of planets. In recent years they'd swapped that for the open space of space. And it turns out being next to windows is not good for penguins. They want to be out there. The first he knew of this was a tapping noise from the rear of his ship, then a banging and then a hissing as a plethora of porky penguin proboscises proceeded to poke holes in his python, causing rapid depressurization before disgorging the penguins, complete with their cute little jetpacks and remlocks, back into the icy rings of the nearby world. As anyone knows, the penguins appear playful whilst whizzing and zipping around the underwater, underwater but pissed off penguins who have been cooped up in a luxury VIP suite with no fish look just as playful but just one glance at their beady eye and you know that they'll be hunting the rings for all that tasty cargo from passing ships. Fish, of course, from the world below and with diamond-cut, serrated titanium beak prostheses, these piratey penguins can poke so significant holes in, their ship, in your ship trying to reach them. So a warning, penguins and windows don't mix. If you're picking up a penguin, keep it in a cool dark place and whatever you do, do not attempt to feed them by hand unless you want to raise a harp cyber beak to take a finger or two in the process. Yeah. You can take the mute off any time you like. Seamless. Yeah, something something happened. Um, as reported on our sister station, Live Radio, earlier in the week, and as broadcast throughout Galtube channels by swimming celebrity pilots from across the galaxy, it appears that after buying up swathes of space in an expensive drive into the bubble, Thar the Mighty has finally decided to do something with all this new real estate. Build on it. After all, he's sending over a having sent over a huge force of ships complete with the impedimentia that follows such a military outing, it was about time to stick a flag in the ground or raise it over a building and start colonising his, her or their new systems. Of course a number of worlds already have little refuelling points to those barnacle sites that sometimes have gnarly growling visitors popping up, popping by to top off their thanks, but the new giant capital projects are of an entirely different scale. The towering spires, complete with their own green cloud and defence force of Clarklet or Thucker, skimmer equivalents, equipped with grenades, lots of little arrows wandering around spitting at things and the occasionally patrolling meanie have appeared on a number of planets in recent days. Commanders of course raced to these new locations to marvel at how fast they were constructed. I wonder why there weren't any billboards. Ogle the snapping maw which appears to sit there like a baby bird demanding tributes of or food or maybe a few people sickles dropped into it. Oh, and then they tried to drive it up, jump off it, climb it and poke it with things not necessarily in that order. And as yet, as of yet, sorry, there are no indications as to whether these spire cells 
thousands of Thargoids getting a good night's kip and readiness for putting their metaphorical towel in the lounger before everyone else gets up and wandering around the planet in sandals and socks, or if it's a medical wing, or a big shop, or whether there's a fancy pants revolving restaurant at the top. At the moment though they appear not to be a threat to humanity and nothing more than an interesting new tourist destination. If you like your tourist destinations to be near fatal encounters with a significant chance of being eaten, captured, probed, or even gooped. After being just a gnat's crotchet away from 100,000 mug deliveries last week, Friday morning saw that milestone achieved in the Too Hot, Too Messy event. We're not quite certain who made the 100,000th delivery, but it was either the Burke or Waller81, the only two commanders who were out mugging at the time. Well done to them for their shared honours and to all commanders who are actively taking a part in this huge effort. Rumour has it that Palantir was seen out delivering mugs this week, which makes a change from his Meals on Wheels service. In addition, the number of new ports discovered since the start of Too Hot Too Messy has increased by 90,000 earlier today and 53,000 of them through our quest to mug every single station. How do we know this? Well, because of course it's tracked by the marvel that is the Hutton Helper and it's updated live in the Too Hot Too Messy event page at hot.forthebug.com forward slash hot mess 2. We are an expansion in Alpha Centauri, so gin production at the orbital is up slightly, but it could be higher if we improve the security situation. Light traffic is reported at the orbital again this week with green lights all the way in. Pads are clear and there's plenty of deck parking available. Hutton run times this week are Cy Burslier, who made two runs, the fastest of which was 1 hour 23 minutes 25 seconds, which is not bad. And Core Badger, who did it in one hour, 24 minutes and 42 seconds. Warnings have been issued at Hutton that the North British section of the station, commonly referred to as New New Glasgow, is in danger of a significant incident over the next few days as a huge solar storm from Hutton's parent star, no, not the primary one, we mean Proxima, which is the one near us threatens to cause mayhem with electrical systems and give any North Britishers standing near the windows the kind of a tan that makes them go from blue to red in an instant. That section of the station is currently the nearest to the star and without the required electromagnetic and optical shielding, I mean it used to have it but there are rumours that someone took it and melted it down to make little models of old Glasgow for their display. It is in serious danger. So, an evacuation order has been issued, asking all North Britishers and their guests to move to safer parts of the station, like the, the West British Wing, where there are male voice choirs and lots of sheep and plenty of cosmic shielding. If you're in the North Wing of Hutton, please take this very seriously, as Nerthwayeth doesn't want to have to give out more of those anti-radiation suppositories and aloe vera. Oh, and there's a good chance that the electrical interference will turn the station's sanitization robots into homicidal maniacs by factory resetting them to their default Ouija and squeegee mode. Apology officers outside broadcast report, 19th October 33. Oh, shit. Location, Hutton Orbital Science Wing. Previous location, 
the Tyrannus Maelstrom via a waiting megaship. Mission description, obtain an interview with a Thargoid abductee. Having been dispatched by Alvin to investigate the returnees from the rescue in the Maelstroms and gain a few sound bites to find out what actually happened, I made my way to the region of the Tanaris Maelstrom in the hopes of locating one of the millions of rescued people and finding exactly what happened to them. With the Tyrannus Maelstrom not being accessible to the Hutton Outside broadcast ASP and to be honest, not having a clue how to get past that big wave thing, I made my way to the nearest megaship to try and interview a few of those who had been returned, only to find they weren't there. This might be being dropped off at megaships, but they're not in the infirmary, they're not in any of the cabins, and they're not being debriefed by a federation or imperiological division, and they're not in the bar. I did stop to check a few times, they are definitely not in the bar. Whether it be hidden, whether that be in a locked section of the station or being shipped away to some scientific bases, no one knows. Not the barman, not the guy mopping the bar, not the doorman on the bar. I was going to stay a while longer, but the vuck fast van man in tonic wine ran out, as did the discretionary news hospitality fund. So, nothing much to report other than someone is covering things up. That many rescuees can't just vanish into thin space. Things are still generally acceptable and hunky-dory in Hutton Space this week. No, that isn't a butch fish. It means, well, agreeable. Only four systems are on the naughty step, with two particularly low, and we have two systems in need of some truckly assistance. More on those stories coming up. The squabbling in Ross 671 continues, and the winner of the last one has foolishly decided to take on Hutton in a snap election, as predicted last week. I mean, with only 21% of influence, I mean, who wouldn't? Despite winning the first day, Hutton managed to pull it back to 3-1, and we need only one more day of election victory to keep the system. However, unless we put some clear daylight between us and the pack, this sort of thing where some also ran, fancies their chances, will continue. Seven points higher on 28, 36 Ofiyuki is not only struggling, but he's also facing a challenge from the Sol Workers' Party, who are only five points behind. Or is this another cunning plan to steal another station from them? Tune in next week to find out. Rebounding from its recent infrastructure failure, Barnard Star is undergoing a period of boom, investment and civil liberty and has given itself a public holiday, despite dropping two points to 32. Most of the other factions are still suffering from famine, outbreaks, civil war and unrest and busted economies, so I suppose they're just glad that they aren't them. Lastly, Stein2051 gained four points in the week, lifting it to 38. The infrastructure failure in Wolf359 was relieved in the last 24 hours, bringing systems back online, and with it all those annoying humming and bumbling sounds, but now at least they can breathe properly and flush the box successfully. In our home system of Alpha Centauri, commanders have beaten off a number of terrorists, but the resulting scandal has caused some civil unrest. This poor security is still suppressing Centauri Megagen production, so hand in any Hutton bounties and redeem combat bombs in Alpha Centauri. 
The terrorists that were driven out of Alpha Centauri are now terrorizing Georgie's pants, so head over there to beat them off. At the overachieving end of the Hutton Systems table, we have five systems above 60%, one of which is only over 70, and we are in expansion. Find out which squalid dump we've set foot in next week. Priorities this week are, if you want to truck something, boost Ross 671. If you want to shoot something, well, waste some criminals and hand in Hutton bounties and combat bonds in Alpha Centauri. Well, that was epically seamless. Yeah. Big fibber. I got a message up and it was bleeping at me and everything. I said, What's that? And then I heard, Yeah, yeah, you can talk anytime. And I went, Oh, yeah. Press the other button. It's still bleeping, but I'm not getting the messages anymore, which is interesting. But, you know, eh, whatever. So, So, sorry, you go first. No, you go first. Well, I heard that there might be, and I, I mean, might be. A Frontier live stream on Monday. Oh, you mad fool. It's just a savage rumour. It's a savage rumour. Well, they apparently have switched from Thursdays. To Mondays. Which means I don't have to watch the live stream and try and write the script at the same time. Yeah, yeah, that is that. That's helpful. There is that. So we get three whole days to write a script about the live stream. It's going to be epic. Did they do one on Monday there? Are they doing one next Monday? Let's well, it's... I don't know. It's It obviously suits their purposes, so... Uh, yeah. And it's closer to Halloween than today. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, it will be. Yeah, oh, speaking of Halloween. Halloween. Oh, yes. Halloween. Halloween. For the observement. 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 Listen, can I... Sorry to interrupt, but can I... Was it, is it the way the articles were written this week? <laughs> Who, who wrote there the articles something... this week? Oh, I think David wrote the articles this week because I noticed that Commander Six wrote his own and they went flawlessly. And I noticed that the ones that David had written, you, me, well, Bossy and I, and to an extent you, were tripping up all the way through them. I, I did have one boo-boo. Oh, I had a good yeah. one, didn't I? Oh. Yeah. Oh, I had, I, when, even once I get started, it was all over the place. I <laughs> Do you know that? Do you know the secret is just just. I know it goes against the grain and all professional standards, but read them beforehand. And I'm setting up in. the buttons, so I don't have time. Turn yeah. them into and. Plus, it's more fun them. if you don't. Well, I have a short attention span, so I don't have the <laughs> So the ones I write, I always I always write them and read them back in my head in yeah, my yeah. in yeah, my cadence and pace. So yeah. Um. That's Although called preparation. David's... We don't do that. Well, uh, that's, I know it's a terrible thing. Isn't it? I think David was writing for South British. I'm told busy with other stuff this week. Uh, yes. Well, it I'm not very much. So we'll get to that in a minute. I'm not going to name names about people who write massively long sentences. It's basically an entire paragraph, like half a page. Sean, uh, but uh, yeah, we used to. We used to have. Oh my God, have you heard? Are you a lawyer? Do you know what punctuation is? Yeah. <clears throat> Punctuation is a thing that other people do. Hmm. So, going back yes. to what I was going stumbling... Back to what you were actually talking about, I do Trying to stumble out earlier. If you've been paying attention, you people in Twitch, because if you're listening to the podcast, it's too late. Yeah. And if you watch it on YouTube, it's too late. But people who are watching this live um, will probably notice 
from the start, they've already got themselves a demon anaconda paint job. Oh yeah. Oh. Um, which is we haven't, we we kind of got have we got the style of paint job up. We got a cobra in that paint job. Got a cobra. So if you can imagine an anaconda. Oh, I can see a mamba, a spinning mamba. There it is. There it so is. If, Look if, at you, that. if you can imagine that paint job on an anaconda, um, you get yourself one of those. And I think I'm just going to refresh it. So I'm 41% towards the Cobra job. And, ooh, Halloween 2023. And also an asp and a python. Right. I'm, I'm experiencing some weirdness here because... When I'm on the, the the normal Hutton Twitch page and I click on my profile and it's drops and rewards, 78% towards, 76% towards Elite Dangerous Drops and Hutton Truck, and I think, oh, that's great. And then if I click on, oh, God, I actually click on that and it takes me to them. It says I'm at 38% hmm. on the second hmm. one. So yeah. I don't know which, only time will tell which figure is correct. Suspect well, the, I suspect the lower, well, lower I'll, one. I'll tell you what. We'll we'll come back to that in a few minutes, and you can yes. you can tell us if you figured it out. I mm. won't have. So the <laughs> the partner paint jobs are back. They are. Those Yay. are looking smart. Very very purple. I must admit they did have exactly the same paint jobs out, or I think they were the same paint jobs, but they were orange last year. Mm. I I, I still think. Orange is a far more Halloweeny colour. Well, I... Yes. No. Purple's a wet colour, though, isn't it? At, at the same time, I can understand why purple, because pur purple is twitch. Yes. Yeah. yeah, I remember when they first came out, they were doing lots of purple stuff, weren't they? Because twitch. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Kessinick is uh, very observant in the chat there and finds it ironic that you can get an anaconda paint job from watching Hutton. And it's not even yes. 100 credits. <laughs> a free anaconda paint job from watching Hutton. <laughs> very, very good. Yes. Um, so, did you... Uh, well, those of, us, those of us that have functioning computers and play the game, so that, yes. that, that's that's reduced by 50%, doesn't it? Well, I didn't have one, which meant I couldn't do the other. <laughs> Did you? Well, you, you won't have downloaded update 17, then. Uh, I haven't updated... I haven't downloaded uh, updates 1 to 16 yet, because I need to reinstall the whole game, and then hope, by some miracle, that my uh, my settings have been saved somewhere, mm, I can retrieve them from... No. Um, are you, what, are you a mouse and keyboard person? No, or? no. I moved That's... across from X. No, I moved across from Xbox. I'm on the Xbox. Controller. Oh, right. Um, you should be able to get most of your settings from the default yeah. uh, controller. Yeah. So They're not you... quite right, though, so you don't yeah, have to make I... changes. Yeah, but at least you're not starting from scratch, which is a good thing. Oh, God, no. Because <clears throat> your, uh, your hard drive uh, decided it. <laughs> Farewell. I don't want to be a hard drive anymore. Farewell, cruel world. Yeah. <clears throat> I, I just to say that it didn't want to be a hard drive anymore. It wanted to be a piece of um, modern art. Aiden thinks Slashier's paint job was yellow and green. Well, I, I got an orange one, but I think yeah, I, they won, had the, I won I think, it in a competition, so see if you maybe look, that was different. See if you look in your uh, Twitch drops, you can scroll back to it, and I think it was the blight paint jobs we were getting last year. 
scroll back in my paint jobs. Oh my, look at that. All that one. You go into Twitch shops, they're all there. Yeah, yeah, I'm just scrolling back. Last I think it was year. something blight. Oh my lordy, that's two years ago. Oh yeah, they were. They were they were green, but I've got an orange one. Maybe you bought it. No, it was a, I won it in a competition in the in the live stream. Mmm. Mmm. <laughs> Raggy, well, there you go. Uh oh, uh oh, Raggy. Um, <clears throat> yeah, maybe it was. I can't remember. It's yeah, expected to rem remember stuff from a year ago. Ridiculous. No, I did. <laughs> <laughs> Mind you, I'm not distracted by working computers and things like that. I've got, I've got a lot more time in my hands these days. So, it, this is really aimed at you, Flossie. As uh, was, how and how did you find update seventeen? Because the other two aren't going to know. I haven't installed it yet. <laughs> <laughs> we know. I take my time. <clears throat> Have you done update 16 yet? Yeah. Yeah, just not, not the latest. I mean, yeah. I mean for Odyssey, yeah. not, not Horizons. Yeah. I, ha um, I have Odyssey. I just never use it. I'm oh, much... I, 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 Missing. You put a pair of legs on my character and I will clumsily foible around barely being able to do anything um, and thanking uh, whatever powers that be just to be able to get back to my ship. But you put me in a in a ship and I'll show you how to make it dance. Yes. The can-can. <laughs> if you're in a tape name, yes. Yes, definitely a Type 9. Yeah. Type 9 is I, just I the would, best. I would imagine the Type 9 is the kind of ship that if it lifted its skirts, it would have blue balls on. I think the only time I'm ever going to step out of my Type 9 is if they ever introduce the Panther Clipper. Yeah. Well... Hmm. Or if you need a pee and the toilet. I don't use <laughs> my... Uh, type 9 I've sort of abandoned now. It just sort of sits there. I use the uh, the cutter. Because you can fight, you can fight in a cutter. You can't fight See, in a Type Nine. I, I don't fight much anyway, but I have a cutter. I just prefer a Type Nine. Yeah, yeah I, I, I can see that. But if you get caught in a Type Nine, you you lay in mines or running away. You're, you're not doing anything. You're not fighting in that. It's... I don't really fight much. You know, does it not all go a bit Tokyo Drift in a, a cutter though? Does it not? It, does the it, arse not slide about a bit? It does, but my my trader cutter is is just. I can't remember, it's two, two sets of uh, fully engineered pack hounds. Yeah. So, you, so you just fly backwards and just kill anything. You know, the pirate mm. comes after you, go, <laughs> Make credits, not war. <clears throat> yes. I'll just win the minigame. Well, you, if you can win the minigame, which is, you can. can do it in a T9. Yeah, I do it all yeah, the time. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Fully loaded. <laughs> Turn, turns out, turns out the uh, slow counter is the one that we're, we're actually working on. Although I got a notification that my paint job was was ready to well, claim. I've got two now. Went I've to got... claim it, and it's like, nah, mate. I've got the Anaconda, good. which is the first one, and the yeah. Aspect Explorer has just dropped as well. So yeah, I got the Anaconda really quickly. Yeah. So you need to be on for an hour to get the uh, the Asp. Yeah, and as Aiden points out, the uh, I think it was half an hour for the Asp. It just popped up two minutes ago. Um, well, and the as Asp, a uh, yeah. Aiden points out there is a Python, but the yeah, the Python is is um, an hour and a half. 
Yeah. So if you've been on since the start, you've got a third of that already and half of the uh, Cobra. <laughs> and if we read somebody okay. after the show, <clears throat> even if we don't make an hour and a half, they will. Oh, we'll so make I'm, an hour and a half, I'm sure. We've got lots and lots I'm, of space news. I'm, yeah. I'm kind of uh, asking myself here, and I'm telling myself, so did anybody notice that the transfer all to carrier function so you go to you go <clears throat> right hand panel go to inventory transfer all to carrier is broken since oh no. update 17 that's sad which is normally not a problem because you can generally just sort of buy and sell stuff to your carrier and uh, do that kind of thing but if you transfer in rares i mean i don't know what sort of unlikely scenario where you would transfer rares to your character like too hot too messy perhaps well it don't work anymore you're not just transfer them manually nope doesn't no work. you can no it doesn't work so you can't just like kind of say you've got 100 on board you can't take it to 99 transfer them and then transfer nope. the one does not work. What you have to well, you have yeah. to log out back to the main menu and then back in and then, then it works. Oh, okay. <clears throat> so it's fine if you're delivering like a Python load because that's going to take you a few days. But yeah. if you're picking them up from Hutton and you're transferring them at you know fourteen or twenty one or wherever it is, yeah. so it's not transfer all that's broken. It's just the actual the whole transfer function. Yeah, it just doesn't work. Um, yeah. So did I raise a ticket? Of course yeah, I did. I just did. spread salt all over the forums and questioned everybody's no, ancestry. You and... didn't. No, you I didn't. didn't. I, I, I know. I raised a ticket and I talked yeah. nicely to like a civilized person. I see a lake. Like, like a trucker. Like it's, it, it's, a, it's, a, it's a loose approximation of, yes. Yeah. Oh, well. I'm sure that be fixed in no time. I took a little video of me it not working after they told me twice it did, because it didn't. Was it like the Amazon one where they ask you to show proof that your parcel wasn't delivered? And, and you just show a picture of an empty hand or yeah. a sad face? Like <laughs> the back of your front door with no yeah. parcel. <laughs> or a hedge with nothing in it or yes. over it. Yeah, that's the one. I did that once for a taxi that didn't arrive. I took a picture of an empty street. <laughs> oh, like David's. Okay, it was nothing on the top. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I got three Amazon parcels this afternoon, and and to be fair to the, whoever delivered them, they schlepped all the way up the drive, and it's a bloody long drive uphill, and uh, it was raining. I thought you could have just thrown them in the dustbin at the bottom of the drive, and I'd have found them because <clears throat> it's not actually it is a dustbin, but it's not actually the bin. Yeah, it's just. Wow, they wanted well, to, want yeah. to put it in a bin that's due to be uplifted that day. Yeah, just uh, to add the a free zone of uh, danger to it. But it's like you remember those old-fashioned sort of ribbed dustbins. Oh yeah, yeah. You know the metal ones oh, with yeah. the dusty yeah. bin. It's dusty bin. It literally is. Yes. Um And it sits by the shed, and I don't use it for anything except Amazon parcels. But I they didn't know that. I had a dusty bin when I was uh, when I was little, and it's actually oh, a big plastic you... bin inside that, a, you... a fuzzy Rogers. cover. How did you get that? I can't remember. I was like three. <laughs> well, you went on three, two, one then. You got a dusty bin. You didn't get the speedboat. No, well, I, was, I got that like was a. Bullseye, wasn't it? It's like mm. a, a the plushy version of a dusty bin for putting old mm. toys and stuff oh, okay. in. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and it's yeah, just like I... a, a plastic bin with a flannel like covering. 
okay, okay. Fuzzy covering. Nice. I think um, the uh, the speedboat was Bullseye, which had a bendy bully. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, you got a bendy bully and a set of darts. Um, shall we move on to space news? <laughs> I thought we were just getting everybody their paint jobs in one week. Anyway. Yeah, oh, we will. We'll do that. But oh, we'll do that. Space news. God, is this... Oh, I suppose there is space news. Go on, then. Who, who's oh, the, oh, the first one in? This oh, the first psych- one. Yeah. Yeah, Psyche. So, do you remember last week we talked about um, the, the scraping of... Asteroid Bennu, and they got all that space dust back. And then we talked about Psyche. No, because um, I wasn't allowed on the internet last week. Oh, you weren't, were you? I remember. The hard drive went <laughs> went bye bye. Um, so Psyche was due to launch the day before, I think, on the Wednesday, and it was was cancelled. I think it was weather, and then Thursday weather. Well, it got off the ground on Friday. Yay! And Psyche is now off to go and look at a very, very expensive rock. Um, was, I, I can't remember the number. It was like a hundred trillion, trillion, trillion dollars. This thing would be worth if it was sat. Yeah, if it if it was sat in America somewhere. It would, yeah, it was sat in somebody's scrapyard. Uh-huh. Um, I mean, is yeah, this the one to... that? Um, no, it wasn't. No, never mind. I thought it was the one that when they landed in, on it, it like. Collapsed. No, that that was uh, Ben. That was the one that went to Bennu. That was Osiris Rex. Yes, um, which yeah. visited asteroid Bennu, which we did. We talked about both last week. So one it's just what literally one had arrived back on Earth the same week as another one was going. Although Psyche isn't going to scrape the rock; it's just going to take photographs of it and magnetometer surveys and map it in very fine detail. That would be good. For future prospecting. So what is it made out to be worth that amount of money? Uh, it's full of cobalt. It's full of uh, oh, okay. ni- nickel, cobalt, all kinds of funky stuff. Um, is, co- is cobalt the one that's used for batteries now? Yep. Yeah, okay. Yep. Did, did we find out its overall mass? Yeah, it was heavy. Did, did do we have a banana the, ratio? Yeah, what did they measure its length in? What uh, animal? Uh, well, it's 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 big. Yeah, but how big? <laughs> I mean, big. If, if it was a, how many alpacas would it take standing nose to tail to get to the the full length yet? Hang on. Do we oh, really want to use alpacas? All right, and not aardvarks. So yeah, it's... you could use aardvarks. Aardvark. Aardvark. <laughs> so it's it's <laughs> it's, 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 <laughs> it's it's it's. <laughs> It's um, it's it's potato shaped. Yes. Okay, so that's maybe we should do like... its mass in potatoes then. Well, there's been seven hundred and ninety-one mongooses. Well, long. it's it's big because it's <laughs> is it mongooses or mongoose? It's mongai. It's it's a hundred. It's it's basically a hundred and seventy-three miles across at its widest point and a hundred and forty-four miles long. So it's a big spud. So it's an yeah. awful lot. It, it gets into numbers which are pretty meaningless. I mean, its surface area is 64,000 square miles. That's pretty big. That's big. How many whales is that? More to the point, how many aardvarks is that? Yeah. And it's it's calculated, because obviously because of its density, from its... Uh, from, from the its marvel orbit. that is Hutton Helper? It, uh, no. 
Uh, um, it's somewhere between 30 and 60% uh, metal by volume. Hmm. So it's... Heavy. Heavy, heavy man. Approximately 1.4 million bananas long. Yeah. Oh. In fact, there's a, there's a, a cool little... There's a cool That's little a lot video of it on the NASA website. A live... Um, it's not a video of it. It's, a, it's, a, it's an artist's impression. It's a computer-generated thing. Oh, well, look at my artist's impression. The last time they had a red sun with a white light on a planet. <laughs> and you can, you can spin this thing around in space and... You can see all the orbits of the planets and things. It's you know it's got sunlight on it. It's proper elite dangerous. Cool. Nice. I'll tell you what, Amelia, I'll 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 copy and paste the link. Of course into, you will. Into yes. there. While you're doing that, you could you you could point your doofer at it. Yeah, of course. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, hey you. Yes. While you're doing that, will we move on to the the next piece of space news? Can do. India is going to the moon by 2040, and I, I don't mean. I don't mean 30 minutes ago. <laughs> and I have a thing for that. You have a thing for that? I have a thing for all of these. Now, I know India have recently been to the moon, but they are going to send astronauts to the moon. Actual astronauts? Actual Indian astronauts will be are going they, to the moon. Are they calling them astronauts? They... Uh, the, the article, I think, calls them astronauts. I don't know. No, I know, but it's... I don't um, know if the Indians have decided whether they're going to be astronauts, cosmonauts or something else yet, yes. but... Hmm. I don't know. I think if you were Indian, you'd want to make your own mud. Well, the, the, the reason I ask it is the uh, obviously the, the Russians had cosmonauts. Yeah, they're saying aims to put an astronaut on the lunar surface. So they're saying astronaut, hmm. but that's not that's coming from NASA. So NASA would say astronaut. But whether the Indians are going to call themselves astronauts, cosmonauts, or something else, I wonder what they would call themselves. They probably wouldn't use the word not, because that's kind of Greek, isn't it? Um, to answer a question, or it's not really a question, it's more of a statement, but Commander Vulcarius, unfortunately I cannot access the actual viewer in this uh, in this program. So it doesn't give me that option. Otherwise I would have done it already, because I prefer dark viewer. Okay, continue. Yes. Um, so India are planning to send... Someone to the moon. Yeah, we know that bit because it says India wants to land astronauts on the moon. Is there any any other detail, or are we just gonna? Uh, I'm reading it now. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> just, just keep falling <laughs> in. Yeah, get there, will you? Uh, <sighs> human spaceflight program has been delayed. You know when you go to a meeting presentation astronauts. and they read out the slides to you. Shut the. <laughs> right. <laughs> They're now aiming to fly three astronauts into low Earth orbit in 2025. That's only we two years know, ago. We know. We can read. <laughs> well, that's what I'm doing, so, you know. <laughs> uh, 2030s, they want to have a 20-ton space station in a fixed orbit. Wow. Well, the moon's going to be busy, isn't it? Because with, uh, with Gateway up there as well. Yeah. Uh, the Indian one's going to be, let me see, 248 miles above Earth, 400 kilometres. So it's quite far out, but my reckoning. Hmm. Mm -hmm. uh, oh, they've got a Venus orbiter. Studied the surface of the hellishly hot planet. I'm assuming that will use radar or something. A LIDAR. Radar, LIDAR, yep. Yeah, to get through the clouds. Uh, second orbiter mission in Mars is also in the books. God, they're, they're so busy in India with space programme stuff just now. 
That's cool. That's yeah, that's excellent. Well, hmm. Yeah, India's properly high tech these days, isn't it? Hmm. Right. Um Okay. I will bring but up. No, but the, I mean uh... I mean like right at the forefront of all the kind of space tech stuff and all that. That's amazing. It seems as though everyone's, you know, going for the big black these days. Mm, yeah. Or it definitely appears that way. Maybe it's because we're reading all the space news. Ah, yeah. There you go. We don't, we don't read, you know, we don't read much about, I don't know, carrier bag news. <laughs> exactly. We probably <laughs> think there was a lot of carrier bags out there if we were reading carrier bag news, yeah, well, you know? Yeah, and then you're not, like, oh my God, India's at the forefront of carrier bag technology. <laughs> not People in just there. just everything these days. Not in uh, not in West Britain there isn't because they uh, they sort of had the war on the bag. Oh yeah. Hmm. Because you have to pay for them. It's uh, oh, yeah, people it's just, people decided. Oh, I have to pay for it. I don't want it now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was the same in Scotland. I think use carrier bag mm-hmm. usage went down to something like ninety-seven percent in the first year, with people just going, "I'll just remember to bring a bag." But they're not 5p anyway. Most of the time they're about a pound. Little Grey yes. says that plastic bags were banned in Rwanda. Yeah. Mm. Mm. We uh, A quick diversion about plastic bags. I, I'm, I've worked on an airport in the Middle East in the 90s. And when have you ever done a quick diversion? The, <laughs> the client got concerned because we had like 2,000 blokes working there. Yeah. And they every day they used to bring their the lunch in a little blue plastic bag and these things are like blowing around everywhere and you can imagine an airport that's not good mm. so uh, we lined them all up one day and we walked across the airfield and don't forget runways like four kilometers long plus a kilometer either end so it was like four miles we walked them took ages and got them to pick up all the blue plastic bags and we got to the other end and they Filled rubbish sacks full of these blue plastic bags, but they left all the white ones and the pink ones because <laughs> <laughs> nobody had mentioned the white ones or the pink ones. Yeah, so, yeah you never told us to pick up those ones. So somebody pointed out, so we turned them all around and we came oh, back no. the, other, the other way. Oh, jeez, you have to pick up one of the blue carrier bags and put yeah. them in the bit, and you go, yeah, yeah, okay. And there were there were a pink. There were bloody millions of them. That that every, is every little bush and shrub. I learned plant. a new phrase today that applies to this situation perfectly. It's called malicious compliance. <laughs> and I think that's what you were dealing with there. This malicious compliance. Well, no, they, they were. They were. Um, no, they weren't. They 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 were doing as they were told. Yeah, exactly. Maliciously. And, and they used to look at you, and I go, like, Am I speaking a foreign? Language so, to you, and they go, "Yes, sir." Yes. So, <laughs> back to space news. I have this asteroid. Remember his quick diversion. Asteroid yeah. psyche. Oh, look at that! That's a nice picture. Look, if you scroll down, there's a marvelous graphic, um, and you can you can spin it. That's it. There, oh, did there. I pass it? Yeah, it's the first thing you come to. If you, whoa, whoa, big fella, whoa, whoa, back up. <laughs> If you just get rid of that, if you click on those things and get rid of that 16 psyche, so that's what they're heading for. And if you go on the image, you can spin that thing around and move it around. So Whee. there you go. Now grab hold of it. Yeah. And rotate it through 180. No, just Oh, he looks it. so sad. And you can look back. Not, not so fast because you but look back you, towards he looks the center. really depressed. <laughs> you can look back <laughs> towards the, all the orbits of the inner planets if you do it gently. 
Gently. Okay, gently. There's Move. Neptune and Saturn. Gently. And there's Mercury, those. Jupiter, There you go. There you, go. You, you get into it, you get into it. Yes, there you go. See the sun. And you see how the surface of the asteroid is lit up on the... It's shiny on the other side. It That's is. Really cool. It's almost like somebody plays Elite Dangerous. <laughs> he looks. So but yeah, impressed. it's got some huge impact craters on it. It's, it's... Really... <laughs> and don't don't forget, all we see through telescopes is like this white blob. You know, we don't see any of that detail. This is people are guessing what this uh, this thing looks like. It but says live. Yeah, I know, but there isn't there is nothing in orbit. We've just sent the bloody thing last Friday. <laughs> so this this is a this is a computer generated artist impression of what this thing actually looks like from the best we have available at the moment. That is the most bewildered looking asteroid. He looks so it's, sad. Yeah. It's like somebody's poked does, it. It's, does, ooh, it's, 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 yeah. Does anybody think it looks like the Death Star? No. It's got a proper sad face at the bottom. Look at that kind of <laughs> That geological feature in the bottom. Oh, no. <laughs> that stunking, stunking. I've got one big eye and one big on. eye. I don't know why it's got that accent, but that's that's just the it voice seems that to fit. it has. It seems to yeah. fit. Oh, man. I'm just a little moon. <laughs> that's no asteroid. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, that's a big thermal exhaust port. I'll say that for nothing. <sighs> Are we only on, we're still only on the first one. No, second. no, yeah, we're ready for I.O. I.O. something that will cheer you up. Oh. Um, uh, oh, is, yeah. uh, is I.O. got precious metals? I couldn't oh. give I.O. Um, <laughs> silver. Yes. Mm. So, Never mind. Um, it's just to, to say that um, the Juno mission has been passing, taking some photographs of it, and they've described it as looks stunning, and I've looked at it and go, yeah, it kind of does, actually. It looks really cool. Somebody it's... needs to go and look in-game at Io and yeah. see, how, see how quick Frontier are on the ball about uploading this stuff. But what they're saying is, Io is the most volcanically active body in the solar system. Yeah, because but... it's, it's like a squash ball being battered yeah. by Jupiter <laughs> all the time. It's stretched all the time, yeah. so it's very volcanically active. Um, so it's it's quite a thing, actually. So, here are some facts about Iowa that they gave me in the article that I can just read out to you. Um, so they're saying it is one of the Galilean moons. I think so... it's the innermost of the Galilean moons. It is. You can see Io if you... I've even, done it. Even with a pair of binoculars. Uh... Yeah. On a reasonably clear night, and as long as it's not behind Jupiter, you can quite easily see usually two, often three, sometimes even four Galilean I've, moons. Yeah, I've just, seen, just with binoculars. I've seen four with a telescope one night. It was a really clear night. And it even... looks like one. See, when you look at Jupiter, it looks like one. And then when you look through the telescope, you can see it. And I could see two moons either side, just two wee tiny dots either side. Oh, it's binoculars, you can do it. You don't even have to go outside. If you, if you can find a window of your house or even somebody else's house. That's what I did with the telescope. I mean, the neighbours weren't pleased, but, you know. Stick your elbows on the windowsill and brace the binoculars against the window so it's like a triangle, and then you can mm. keep them really steady, and you can do it without even getting cold and wet. But if it's wet, it'd be cloudy, so... And if you're not bothered too much with the cold, you could open the window. Yeah, you could. Yeah, saves having to clean it. Um, what about light pollution? Well, it depends where you are, obviously. So Jup Jupiter's relatively easy to see. So yeah. if there's something really bright in the sky 
and it's more than sort of say two hours after sunset it's likely to be Jupiter if it's like yeah. more bright than absolutely anything else love, it's, it's either the ISS and if it's not moving very quickly it's not the ISS it'll be Jupiter quite, I live quite close to the, the centre of Glasgow and I was able to see it clearly on that yeah. yeah what was what was a cloudless clear night you know but yeah. I was able to see it really clearly and with the telescope you could see the, the Galilean moons it's yeah. amazing. I think it was the first. I think Galileo spotted yeah. them first when he invented his telescope, didn't he? Yeah, it's early seventeenth century. Yeah, sixteen ten, I believe. Yeah. Um, and he also he used his telescope to look at Saturn, and that's when he thought Saturn had ears because the rings were kind of the rings were kind of face on, so mm. it looked like two big ears sticking at the side. And as Saturn was observed by Galileo over time, the rings obviously changed because they they went from being at an angle to being flat to being back at an angle. Yeah. You deduce that it was uh, it was rings. Mm -hmm. And then then the church said, Heretic <laughs> You better not be saying what we think you're saying. He's like, well okay. Uh house arrest for so many years. So I, I was surprised about how big Io is. It's actually larger than our own moon. It's, yeah, it's slightly bigger than our moon. Yeah. Yeah. So our moon is is the fifth biggest, I think, of satellites yeah. in the solar system. Our moon is I, pretty big. Well, yeah. it's, it's big compared with Earth, but it's only the fifth largest satellite in the solar system. I think it's the moon, what, about a sixth of the size of the Earth? Well, it's a sixth of the gravity, yeah. So it's yeah, sixth. sixth of the gravity. Yeah, maybe not. Yeah, depends on what it's made but, of, doesn't it? Um, I mean, Jupiter, there's Juno. I, don't, I can't remember how many moons... Juno was found because, you know, like back when I when I was in short pants and went to school, Jupiter had like thirty moons. It's got no, like it's 90, 92, 92, 92 now, yeah, which is amazing. Yeah, it depends. I mean, some of them will be more impressive than others. Yeah, yeah, but uh, <gasps> dead to think how many Saturns got these days. All of them. It's got all of the moons. Probably got <laughs> more than we could. And, and, I don't know how often these these uh, moons get captured as well. It's, it's still not finished collecting. Did you know yes. sharks are older than the rings of Saturn? Oh, yeah. Yes. By like a long shot. Yeah, yeah. Sharks are something like 250 million years, aren't they? And sharks Turtles. are 450 million years old. So to put that into... Million years old. To put that into perspective, um, I thought Jaws was looking a bit wrinkly. <laughs> to, put, to put that into perspective, I'm 52. Saturn's rings only <laughs> formed about 100 million years ago. It, it takes yeah. about 220, 225 million years to orbit the center of the galaxy. Yeah. So they've they've seen two of those in their in their yeah the shots existence. They're on the second, second lap. Um, you know, Proxima is about what 70 million years old. Mm-hmm. Well, there, were there were sharks before there was a Proxima Centauri. Yeah. The Antic Ocean is only 65 million years old. That's insane. What were they doing beforehand? It just wasn't there. Were they just flapping about on the ground? What? The sharks. No, they were swimming elsewhere. Oh! <laughs> I but I just thought that was a very interesting ask. thing. <laughs> yeah, it's and it, it sort of brings home the, the sort of deep, deep time and the reality of... We should measure time by shark. Pe people getting upset that their coffee's cold or some other trivial nonsense. Yes. 
So you'd, yeah, a year would be something like a nano sharp, wouldn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. We're using shark's lifetime for scale. Oh, yeah. almost there on the cobra. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. So, um, so, so what are these so, things? What is this about wasps? Are we halfway through? Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're just past halfway through. We were halfway through until you started talking. This, um, eat your heart out, mate. They found uh, quartz crystals that on uh, James Webb Space Telescope has found quartz crystals on an in an exoplanet's atmosphere. So little tiny bits of quartz are, I suppose, sand blowing about in the atmosphere of Wasp One uh, Wasp Seventeen B. So ah. you're trying to tell me I'm going to go there in my brand new Cobra paint job, and this planet's just going to—it's just going to scare the blast paint job all the paint off it. Yeah. straight off. Yeah. It's a gas giant anyway. You won't be well, able to land on it. Well, thousand well, mile per hour winds. Yes. And a hail of tiny quartz crystals, and Jesus Christ, silicate-enhanced scorching hot atmosphere. You'd uh-huh. wreck your ship if you tried flying apart through that. Apart from the hot part, apart from the hot part, that sounds like North Britain tonight. That's what we're getting. Well, that's... that's Thousand mile that, an hour winds and scotch and sand. Well, that's, that's no different than Neptune. Neptune, the, the um, high altitude winds are more than a thousand miles an hour. Yeah. They don't have sand in them, though, do they? Ooh. Well, it's Ooh. quartz at the same, but quartz and sand are the same thing, aren't they? Yes. I like Neptune. SiO2. Yes. I like Neptune because it's got, it's got the gumph to be a bit different. Oh, you see, I'm more of a Poseidon guy. It's a bit blue, isn't it? Well, it's oh, not just that. Planet. It's, it's yes. orbit and everything is a bit wonky. Oh, yeah. It's a bit, is it not on its side? When yeah. Its rings are kind of vertical. Yeah. Let's see. I it's like just, it. It dares to be different. Yeah. Well, Venus orbits in the opposite direction to the others. Like, yeah. yeah. Screw you guys. <laughs> I'm going this way. <laughs> so, like life on the series. Yes. Oh, we're that far, are we? I thought we'd get more yeah. out of that one. No, we're not getting out. No, I don't think Indy's got the will to go on with it. Well, I um, think we uh, we went off at a. <clears throat> yeah, because series. No, like to the series. I'm sure that was in uh, the. Series is wax, isn't it? In in Latin. Uh, I'm I'm not no, sure. I, it was in it... the it was in the Expanse. That's what <clears throat> Belters love, wasn't it? Well, yeah, it was series station. Uh, they also lived in lots of other places. Um, but series. I mean, if if you series is a is a minor planet. It obviously it's out in the asteroid belt, but basically, it's a dwarf planet. Yeah, but a third of the mass of the asteroid belt is series. Yeah, it's not like it's a big asteroid. It's it's <laughs> it's massive. Yeah, you know. And the uh, thing as well is, yeah, it's. I mean, it's like they go. Oh, there's only these. You know nine or eight planets depending you go well Sirius is pretty big then and it's pretty planety it is, so... but it's not in the international astronomical union definition mm. of a planet just like Pluto I take, I take it it's not round enough uh, well it's, it doesn't clear its own orbit so yeah because it's obviously in an orbit of right. asteroids yes well, yeah, rubble, leftover rubble. Somebody, I saw a thing as well, it was saying, you know how, like, um, in Star Wars, when the Millennium Falcon drops into an asteroid belt and they're dodging and weaving through all these asteroids and things mm. like that? Apparently the real one's just not like that. The no, they're, 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 like, they're on their so own. They're so far apart. Yeah, yeah. Just... 
you might yes. see one, but you won't see another one next to it. But but don't forget what you describe in there is is sort of Amelia out mining. You know, it's it's rings yeah. around a planet and stuff like that. It's uh... I like mining. Yeah, we know. <laughs> we've we've heard. Yes. Well, if if you like it that much, go out and get yourself out to uh, sixteen psyche and uh, make yourself a mint. Ooh, that's mm. nice. Just ask the belters. Yeah. Is that a waffle thin mint? Sasuke Baratna. Yes. But Where the trouble is, series was so big that they would never be able. Because you remember they used to talk about, oh, we'll, it's up spinward. But you would yeah. never be able to. I say never, I'm a bloody engineer. Yeah. Um, well, they did. It, it would, didn't you they? would, with great difficulty, you would never be able to spin the thing. So it yeah. would create artificial gravity. Yeah. What was the other. The that other... in the story is what they did. They spun it and got it moving. Yeah, I and know. They and they created something like point three G. Yes. What was the other? There was another asteroid where they used to. Uh... It wasn't Aries, was it? It was. Mm. Well, I know Phoebe was where, obviously, where the protomonica landed. But there was another mm. one, and it was much, 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 much smaller. Anyway, I can't remember. Yeah. I have to watch it again. Great series. You haven't seen it, have you, Amelia? Um, which series? The Expanse. the Expanse. I've seen the first season. Mm. Mm. Gets better. I, I, I hope it does because that first season was a, a drag. Uh, maybe I should just try it again. Um, it's uh, no, I just pick but, up for season two. Yeah, yeah. Just, I must yeah, admit, when, it was a long time ago. I saw season one. It was when it first when, came yeah, out. Yeah, you'll be all right. You'll be all right. We, we watched the first episode of season two when it came out, and we were looking at each other like. Uh, I can't remember what happened. So we just watched see. I think we watched the last three of season one again just to remind us. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, see, I, I'm going to have to watch season one again. I'll slog through it because otherwise the story's not going to be in my head. It won't be complete. Mm. I've watched it five, four, five, six times. How many seasons uh, is it now? Six. And it does it have an ending? Yes. Um, you don't sound although... too sure. No, it does, but the thing is, if you read the books, um, the books go on. Um, so it's not the ending in the books, but it does have an ending, which makes okay. sense, um, because the last three books are set 30 years in the future from the present series. Okay. And it's, it's really good. It's, it's excellent science fiction. It's, it's world-building. Because you know, I think story. I fell asleep several times during trying to slog through the first <laughs> season. Well, you need to stop watching it after people have been rabbiting on to make the show last beyond 10 o'clock. Oh, we'll be fine for that. Don't worry. I mean, we only need to go another like 25 minutes and everyone yeah. who started at the beginning would have every paint, uh, job, going paint job for every ship going. So, we'll you know, all, all, all the people that came in late, well, you know, that'll just teach you to be on time in the future. I'm just checking because I can I can feel yeah, my. Yeah, I'm trying to see what I'm up to now. Oh, I've got, the, I've, I've got the cobra. I'm on the I'm on I'm the, the seventy-one. I mean, the last half yeah. an hour of the python. And that's I it. Even, I haven't even seen a so, python. I can only see two. Have we stopped talking about Ceres? Yes. I, uh, Great. Find a python. Great. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on. This week's mug winner. Can we do the drum roll? Is Flossie are, back? Are you ready, Flossie? Uh, yes, I'm here. Okay, I'm take it away. 
this week's mug winner is Popperap. Yay! I can't believe Popperap. Popperap's never won a mug. No. Yeah. Chugging away from the so, very start. Is that Popperap or Properap? Oh, yes. Pauper. 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 It's like pop with a rap on the end. Pope rap. Pope rap. Pope rap. I mean something to them that it does that we're not getting. So, <laughs> yeah, probably. Pope rap is a member of the 1000 Club. So I'm oh, saying I'm, right. I'm amazed. Perhaps they had some time off and have just come back. But uh, mm. the, the name's familiar. I've seen them pop up, but not for a wee while. Yeah, and currently Popper App sits 15th in the top commander's table with oh, well, 1,187 well, months. Yes. Mm-hmm. Right. So, if you want to claim your hot mug, just send um, an email to itupparts at hotandorbital.com with proof of who you are, and a screenshot of your cockpit showing your name, a name address, Telephone number, number yeah. inside leg measurement, hat size, <laughs> you know the stuff. Whether you're dressed to the left or the right. <laughs> I'm not saying that. <laughs> no, it's okay. I, I, I'll just pass the details on to you when it comes in. Um, yeah, and one of, one of us will dredge through the inbox and through all the crap that lives in there and go, oh, look, a real one. And yeah. then we'll pick it out and we'll send your details on to the Mr. Cycle Cow. Who will arrange to get your mug sent to you? Every yeah. time, every time we look up and say uh, how to claim your mug, I always think the first thing that pops into my head is send a self-addressed stamped envelope to oh. <laughs> to oh eight oh eight one six oh oh no was it what was the what was the swap shop oh, number six oh five five was it? Stop! I know what Go it's oh eight it's oh one eight one one eight oh five five. That's it. <laughs> yes. Don't phone, it's just for fun. Yeah. So, BBC Television Centre, Shepherd's Bush, London W twelve. Something, something, something. Something, 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 yeah. I don't remember that of us, but don't care. It's do, it's on A4 WW. One of them. Oh, yeah. Do we have a word of the week? Do we have a do we have a word of the week? Yeah, we do have a word of the week. Uh word of the week this week is fatuous. Fatuous? What does that mean? Well, it means someone or something that is foolish or silly. Can you use it in a sentence, please? I can indeed. Although Hutton News can seem a bit fatuous, there's some useful information in there. If you're prepared to dig it deep enough. <laughs> oh, no, no there, there isn't. isn't. <laughs> yes, oh. there is. <laughs> before, before I move on to my next uh, masterpiece of humour, um... Somebody's having a birthday this week, aren't they? Are they? They oh, we, are. We have a singing warning in the chat. Yes, so. they're having a big birthday this week. Mm. So, so <laughs> who's, whose birthday is it this week? It's Flossie's birthday this week. Oh, Flossie! He's having a birthday in the next few days. Does it? Is it divisible by five? Yes. yes. Is it divisible by ten? Yes. Yes. Is it divisible? Oh, I'll stop there. It's divisible by seven as well. <laughs> Seven as well, yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, chicks, you better stop there, otherwise she'll give you a slap. <laughs> yeah, so, it's um... not 350 again. Yeah. Right. 
So in honour of that, I think, will, I think we will Flossie a song. And B, since there's only a few of us this week, please do feel free to join in yourself, Flossie. And join in at home <laughs> if you feel confident. <laughs> so, we've not got an intro, we've not got any music this week, so we just have to do it a cappella. A cappella? No, no I ha- we have music. We have the music. Do we? Yeah. Have the music. I always had the music. Oh, wow. Yeah, that was me. <laughs> <laughs> we've got we've got someone on drums, or is that just a keyboard? Are you ready? <laughs> ready? Ready? Oh, if you must. <clears throat> Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Flossie. Happy birthday. To me and many more. Oh, wonderful! Thank you. <laughs> shotgun blast oh, at the end. Yes. Okay. I'll I'll, uh, I'll I'll change the mood in just a couple of short sentences here. What do you call? And it's not Jeff. Before you say Jeff, or Jeff with a G. What do you call a shattered anteater? Jeff. Jeff. <laughs> Reginald. I told, I told you it was neither of those Jeffs. Oh, Reginald. what's Jeff's missus called? Mrs. Mrs. Jeff. Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> well, you asked. Wasn't she in the credits last she week? Loves next door the credits? I've never seen that. The credits is last that week that, had Mrs. Amazon Jeff in it. Yeah. Oh. Gay Jeff lives next door to chicks. <laughs> so what do you call a shattered anteater? A shardvark. <sighs> a bark! Aardvark! And on that new high point, I shall introduce Flossie with the CG News. It's Flossie. It's Flossie It's Flossie It's Flossie From the Community Girls Hello Flossie here with this week's CG News There was no CG last week and there is no CG this week either because they were focusing on Update 17 stuff. That's it for this week's CG News. Flossie told you what to do. So, this is... Thank you, Flossie, by the way. That was that was marvellous, <laughs> as usual. Um, so this week, do we have a Galnet? Does anyone know if we have a video or an audio? Because nobody tells me anything. And on that note, I'll press the video button. I'm going to say, I'm going to say <laughs> maybe. <laughs> Shall we try the video button? Uh, yeah, do do tell me if this was last week's. All right, clearly there is no video. So, I'm going to try the audio button. Something just happened. Oh, here we go. Oh. 
Galnet News Digest, 19th of October 3309. We read the news so you don't have to. In this week's news, Professor Palin starts to plan. Fleet carriers get turned away from systems with spire sites. President-elect Winters gets short shrift from Seoul today. And Azimuth Biotech loses control of another system. The construction of 45 spire complexes means the Thargoids are planning to stay, according to engineer Professor Palin. He thinks he may be able to persuade them otherwise, but only if commanders supply him with enough material gathered from the spire sites. The spire sites are majestic skyscrapers of organic material that quite literally grew from the planetary surface after they were seeded as barnacle matrix sites. It's possible to land on the flat ledges, and if you have a good head for heights, you can collect materials. There are also supersized barnacles that have cargo that can be shot down and collected by SRV, although you need to be careful, as they can be highly corrosive. When this cargo is sold to the good professor, he gets ever so excited. Commander, I don't know what you've just delivered, but I'm very keen to find out. These objects may be vital in learning more about the Thargoids' latest plans. We must find out what function these spire sites play in the invasion. I have my theories, but it's safe to assume that permanent surface structures indicate the Thargoids plan to stick around for a while. Perhaps we can change their minds with the right tools. Keep bringing these objects to Ark for trade, either at Able Laboratory or Baird Gateway. Oh, and any spire compounds collected by hand can be traded with the bartender at Baird Gateway. They're an associate of mine, one could say. Keep fighting the good fight, Commander. Professor Ishmael Palin. For commanders who like scanning galactic vegetables, the coral trees and coral roots welcome the liberal application of the Dyson scanner and are worth nearly 2 million credits each, or 7.5 million if you're the first person to turn in the data. Anti-Xeno commanders are investigating whether the spire sites may be the best place to conduct anti-Thargoid operations, with large numbers of lucrative and influential Orthrus interceptors gathered in a small area. Or you can just go there and learn the delights of base jumping without a parachute. It's great fun, except for the last bit. Carriers in Thargoid-controlled systems have been relocated for their own safety, following a series of unfortunate encounters with Thargoids. Systems with barnacle matrix sites were previously impervious to counterattack, but following the release of the subsurface extraction missile on the 5th of October, it briefly became possible to drive the Thargoids out of these systems by rescuing enough people pods from the Titans. There was a four-day window during which fleet carriers were able to jump to these cleared systems, despite the continuing presence of the barnacle matrices. However, the development of these sites into spire sites on the 16th of October put the Thargoids firmly back in control and left a fair number of fleet carriers positioned behind enemy lines. 
For the most part, this wasn't a problem, with Thargoid interceptors just popping in to operate their shutdown field and then leaving again. However, some rogue scouts took it upon themselves to attack enemy ships, even if they were docked on the carrier. Without any anti-Xeno weaponry, the carriers were unable to respond. Early this morning, the Pilots' Federation has consequently moved all the affected fleet carriers an inconvenient 200 light-years back from the front line. It's unlikely we shall ever see Thargoids and fleet carriers together again. This week, the Thargoids control 417 systems, 25 fewer than last week. Only 95 of these were formerly human-occupied. There are 38 alerts and one solitary invasion system, Njorog, which pleasingly has a planetary port that's under attack, a pleasant location for a relaxing evening of Thargoid elimination. There are 51 counter-strike systems, the systems that humanity may be able to seize back from the eight-tentacled extraterrestrial terrors. President-elect Winters has praised the honourable tactics of her defeated rival, Jerome Archer, but she plans to dismantle much of what Archer put in place during Hudson's presidency. Winters compared Archer's campaign favourably against the underhand tactics used by other Republicans. He fought a straight fight and he lost, she said, because the people are tired of the same old Republican bluster and they want real change. The first change Winters has promised is to shut down the Proactive Detection Bureau, the Homeland Spy Network, that Archer created in the wake of the Nine Martyrs bombings three years ago. She called it a monstrosity and said that violating personal freedoms does not make it any easier to protect the people of the Federation. She plans to continue to work with Aegis to develop defensive strategies against the Thargoid invasion and she has previously promised to extend federal protection to independent systems in the front line of war. On the domestic front, healthcare, housing, employment and support for refugees from the Thargoid war are Winter's priorities. Sol today has predicted that Winters will be the weakest federal president ever, pandering to minorities like refugees from the Thargoid War and fringe groups like what remains of the Thargoid cult. It anticipates that under Winters, the Federation will rot from the inside out. In unrelated news, the festive flak cannons have been made available to those who helped celebrate the end of Hudson's presidency although in fact no end date has yet been set for his elastic term in office, with early next year, the closest estimate we have to work with. Only then will we know whether Winters can deliver on her promises. Azimuth Biotech has suffered another major setback, losing control of LHS-1163 to the Blues Brothers, an anarchist organisation whose members are recognisable by their fedoras and dark glasses, and who enjoy developing song and dance routines. Azimuth was responsible for the catastrophe in HIP-22460 last year, that was the direct cause of the Thargoid invasion. Despite its attempts to develop useful anti-Xeno weaponry, the corporation is reviled by many commanders and has been driven out of most systems. It's now in control of only two systems, Mbuni, where it has a complete monopoly of power, and its home system of T-Tori. 
It has megaships, the Musashi and the Glorious Prospect, in Jiwangda and LHS-1162 respectively, which means it cannot be eliminated entirely from these systems. However, it can have control of the systems removed, and that's what the Blues Brothers, with assistance from a coalition including the Anti-Club Alliance and the Children of Raxla, have achieved in LHS-1163 after nearly a year of azimuth control. And with the system, which was by far the largest system held by azimuth, plunged into anarchy, azimuth ships are fair game for anyone who may wish to attack them. There are several mysteries surrounding Azimuth Biotech. Its former leader, Dr. Caleb Witcherly, also known as The Witch, or as Salvation, is rumoured to have been preserved as an artificial intelligence construct in an advanced Guardian-inspired computer. Its megaship, the Eternal Vigilance, which was supposedly commissioned in December last year, is still missing from the T-Tory system, where it's supposed to be stationed. But perhaps the biggest mystery of all is how an organisation can be so unremittingly evil and still be allowed to exist. And that's this week's Galnet News. Galnet News. We read the news so you don't have to. Time for the button pusher to push those buttons for the mug. <laughs> they added that bit. That was cool. Nice. Um, so so I, I, yeah, yeah. I mean, I work I it out. Pass, but... Sorry. I was just going to pass on a thanks to Beetlejuice and Motherspoon for that wonderful update. Yeah, it's a wonderful, yeah, wonderful final, update. Finally. <laughs> I mean, finally. <laughs> just because it's in the script doesn't mean to say you have to say it. Oh, does it not? Oh, oh this time I'll be Oh, oh wait, no, no, hang on a minute. Pardon. Hmm. Yeah. Pardon me for talking while you're interrupting. Well, we have about five... If you'd arrived right at the beginning of the show, then you should have all of the paint jobs, all of the PJs, in about five minutes. Yeah. We're going to cut you off now. So- <laughs> <laughs> We're going bye. <laughs> so, so tune in next week. <laughs> yeah. Good job. So I mean, if we were really nice, we'd we'd try and stretch this another five minutes. I think it's we a, should get it's back. A python as well. Uh, it's, yeah, it's a python. It's it's like what everyone uses the I mean, most, except me python. and and Come Mia. On. Oh, I do. Yeah. Two two of them. I do use a python sometimes. I do actually use one. What what I um, have noticed is that. There is, once again, no Type 9 paint job. Yeah. Again. Again. Well, I'm, I'm sure Frontier have good data on the uh, ships people use. Well, I'm, I'm sorry, but, I mean, there has not been a Type 9 paint job since... Oh, crikey, what? Three months ago we had the, the Solar Burst paint well, jobs. there were 46 ships in the game. And then, then five months ago we had the Snake Wrap Desert paint jobs. You know. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. I know. We can all scroll through that? them. Yeah, we can scroll through them. And then eight months ago, we had the Blizzard paint jobs. I must admit, I, though, I, I think... think I think they're saving the Type 9 up for Christmas. 
And nine months ago, we had more Blizzard paint jobs. Ten months ago, we had. Yeah, but the... it's not the type. It's not the type of paint job. It's the ships. Right, but I mean that they're applied to it is the point. I think you tried to make. Yes, I want to see more Type Nine paint jobs. I don't. I, I don't get any of the paint jobs for the ship that I use all the time. But if you, yeah, but you, you don't actually play, so. I do. When? When I play. Mean I mean, I'm not. I'm not saying so, it's frequent. So I. I can see... Maybe I would be more inclined to pet play if I had my ship in a decent paint job every five seconds. I'm calling bluff on that one. There was a there was a purpley... Oh, it's the purpley... Um, what do you call them? The snowy ones. Is it a fantasy? Oh, it was a holly. There was a oh, Type 9 last Christmas. year. Christmas. Yeah, that's... Type 9 at Christmas. Ten, yeah, ten months ago. Yeah. Well, it, well, it's okay. Christmas. There was a Type 9 Summer Night Blueberry... There was oh, a Type beautiful. 9 Summer Night uh, Mango. Uh, there was a Type 9 Spring Lax. There was a Type 9 Spring Calm. Where are you finding these? When were these? On your drops and rewards. Yeah, how long ago? Well, I just said well, the, uh, the the Type 9, it just says last year because it's, it's... And what was this from watching the Frontier live stream? Type 9 Snowfall? Oh. Uh, probably was, yes. So these are the free ones. So I can see six, seven... Type 9 paint jobs there. You see, a Type 9 is not just for Christmas. No, no. no. It's for life. If you for slice life. them really thin, they'll last till New Year. Mm. <laughs> oh, dear. Can we go? No, not yet. You've got, you got, you got like two minutes. Uh, I, I still think we should I'm get back onto this, this shark timescale ratio. Yeah, how many sharks have we got? <laughs> how many nanos? shark. 17 micro mini nano sharks. 15 teensy sharks. You've missed the art shark gag. No, I caught it. I just didn't think it was very good. No, come on. <laughs> that wasn't an Sorry. art shark. That was a shard fart. Shard. No, it's art yeah. shark. Yeah, the art shark was a different week. Great white's on a hard shark. Yes. Oh, God. Yeah, it gets worse. This is what happens. This is what you're encouraging this. I hope you realise. Well, the thing is, yeah. Chicks is so good at these really bad jokes. Maybe he should take one of, of you know. I'm good at really bad jokes. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you've all. There's, there's a there's a backhanded compliment yeah. if ever it... heard one. No, they're brilliant. They're just um, they're to brilliantly gro- bad. Yeah. <laughs> things that <laughs> things that with faint praise. More things that make you groan. Yeah. <laughs> in a good way. Yeah, always oh, in a good way. Let's not talk about groaning in a good way. We'll get put off the air. Ninety-four percent. I think we're going to have to raid somebody. Kesenik says, "Please end the pain." <laughs> Make it stop. It won't end for me. I don't see why it should end for you. No, if we have to put up with this, so so are you. I know we could sing "Happy Birthday" to Flossie again. No, well, that that is that'll clear out the chat room. That is a very good idea. That I is. Can only... I can only gargle gin, not tea, not hot tea. But I, I think um, I think we would lose viewers if we did it more than like once a week. Okay, let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> Screw those guys. Should I tell you what? Just just for you, Mia. Are you ready? Yes, Hold on. I'm ready. I've got to find the 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 button again. The button. Yeah. Hold on. Hold on. The it's here. Button. It's here. Are you ready? Yes. Okay. 
Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. And many more. Thank you, you, everyone. I can't believe it's been 70 years. And I can't believe it's not butter. Yes. Is it it not? It's not, apparently. Oh, okay. (laughs) Thanks, Kevin. It's helped my bob. Are we there yet? God damn it. Oh, let's just read somebody and be done with it. These people have got lives to get back to. They, but it must be we so close. It must be I, so, I'm, so close. I'm on 97, so... Uh... I'm on 98. Yeah, I'm on 98. I'm on 96. I'm, 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 I know what you're going to do. You're going to get yours and I'm going to be stuck on 99. So, wait a minute. Somebody, Does, if you wait, somebody, well, get it for them. <clears throat> hold on one second. Are we able to raid someone? Can... Only if they're in the elite partner program, surely. No, I mean I don't yeah. know. I don't. I don't have access well, to the Twitch rating system. So uh, if... I don't know who's uh, on just now. Let's Jack look. Little is on. No, wait a minute. Yeah. Are, are we missing the point here? Who does the rating? Oh, not you. Not me, because I don't uh, have access uh, to the. Uh, well, not raiding anybody. I can. Then. I can. Yeah, I can press the button to make Twitch go and make Twitch stop, but. I don't yeah, have okay. access to all the niggly bits. Right. You might need to manually raid somebody, everyone. So talk among yourselves, decide who's getting raided and do <laughs> is it. That, is that legal? So I, I, I just got the drop, by the way, the last drop. Oh, <laughs> is this like... oh so you're finished for the night then? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm done. Is that like beating <laughs> off terrorists in George's pants? Oh, I don't think you're allowed to beat them off, no. So wait a minute, everyone's going to have to manually raid someone. Yeah. So if we decide in the chat who we're reading, we can just jump in the channel <laughs> manually. I choose HSBC. What, the bank? Oh, wait, no, live no. stream. Easier. <laughs> Jings, Kevin's help my bulb. 98. Uh, actually, the credits might be oh, enough it. time. It's up, it's done. Yep. Right, I'm going. Volcarius is right. The credits might be enough time for everyone to get their last couple of minutes in. Oh, yeah, maybe. Yeah, fire off in those credits. I've got mine. I've got mine. Oh, well, they, everyone's getting them now, <laughs> so... can run the test card for an hour to make sure. <laughs> <laughs> so, I am going to roll credits. Does anyone want to do a For the Mug? I can't it's, tonight. It's your job. Company. <laughs> I, can, I can do it, but I, I tend to get attacked by Mooncake when I shout that loud. Yeah. It's definitely your job, then. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, here we go. Oh, do we need a warning? Yeah, we do need a warning. So here we go. <clears throat> For the mug! For the mug! <laughs> mug, mug, just... mug, 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 mug. <laughs> never really mattered at all we're gonna take the cargo where it's needed today super cruising all across the milky way we'll take anything anytime and
gentlemen that's the end of the show everyone's buggered off now so why don't you bugger off too seamless